The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters. We got a great, great flick for you guys today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have found ourselves, uh, once again, actually, in the current day. What's what's happening here? I don't even know. Like, is this going to be a trend? I don't know. Are we just not going to acknowledge the 70s or 80s or 90s? or like, I, I don't know. That's my forte. Like, that's that's of today. Yeah. That is legitimately like 90% of my film collection is <laughs> old school genre flicks. But we also have plenty of time to cover all that. It's fun to cover we a do. couple newer, newer movies. And we have been, and I really appreciate some of the ones that we've done recently. And this is no exception. Isn't it important to cover things that have come out recently? Because I think the people should know that being a disaster is timeless. That is a great way to say that, actually. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, genre cinema, stupid B-movies are not relegated to the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And we have a resurgence right now of fantastic genre cinema happening right now. Absolutely. And we are on it as best we can. Yeah. (laughs) That's, That's what we're doing. So we are reacting and... (laughs) <laughs> go on yeah <laughs> I mean we're trying <laughs> in any case uh, let's introduce the panel I am the Groots F.U. Hunter and our guest today is Murphy Murphy you let me back well we let you back but also the movie we're reviewing tonight was pretty much uh, brought up by you really yeah I remember the trailer, but you were so excited. Oh, my God. But it was so good. Seeing this in the theater was just bananas. And I, I spit out my popcorn. There, there was an amazing domino effect with this movie where you saw this in the theater. Um, you said it was a rental that you, yeah. had, you had access to be able to see this movie in the theater. Yeah. You, unfortunately, both Groots and myself could not make it that night. I know. Groots then watched it, what, the day after that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And was like... Holy fuck, I love this movie. And then <laughs> messaged me with that, and then I watched it the next day. So it was the Murphy domino effect of, uh-huh. holy fuck, this yes. movie is fucking awesome. Which I will say, I am I am jealous <laughs> that you got to see it on, on the big screen. Hey, yeah. One know? of our local theaters, uh, Bowtie, is doing this thing where you can rent the whole theater, because it's a maximum of 10 people, so y'all can distance. Yeah. But you can rent the whole theater and just do it ahead of time, so that way it's people you know and not randos, so you can stay a little safer. Yep, and I had the pleasure of seeing John Carpenter's The Thing with you. Yes. Hmm. You were so nice to invite me hmm. into your friend's party. I'm still looking at my phone for that, that text message. Must be so. lost. Sorry, buddy. <sighs> oh, man, that was good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but you're still on. my special friend. Let's, let's move on. I know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about the movie and not, not be invited to one of their favorite Carpenter movies of all time. So anyhow, um, go ahead. <laughs> no. So yes, uh, we... <laughs> Are reviewing today uh, Psycho Gore Man. Yes. Also known as PG. So I think this is the first PG film you've had on here. Which, I mean, if you're, 
being technical, but it's... Actually, it's technically an unrated film, but it's directly a play on the rating system, That's so right. I figured I'd use it. I will say that this movie basically plays as a PG-13 movie, at most. It So technically, yes, but with the excessive amounts of gore, which I am thrilled about, it actually would carry it over into, like, R or NC-17, but that's why they left it unrated. No, I don't think so. In the in the interviews I read, that's what they were going to have to rate it. I think I, it plays... So they just I, would say, it. I would say this. I think it plays, like, a PG movie in the 80s. Where yes. Where a lot of the shit in those PG 80s movies... No fucking way you get away with it now. Right, but PG, it followed the PG-13 rules of use fuck only once, and then for the rest of it you have to be creative, and then, you know, there's just buckets of blood. There's no sexual content, basically, in the entire movie. <laughs> for you. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, doesn't like hunky man. Hunky boys. Yeah. Hunky boys. <laughs> My hunky boys! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got to be the first one to scream that, and you have no idea how pleased I am. That's amazing. No, legitimately, there's no, there's really no cursing in the movie. They they use frick mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some gore, but it's so cartoonish in its like practical effect. Like it's there's horror. There's yeah. definitely horror in the movie that that's disturbing. Like there's some Lovecraftian like like insanity bullshit going on but like i mean overall so it's not it's not it's not nasty gore it, it is cartoony gore, but there are some there are some elements that I think we'll end up discussing a little bit later where I do think it would it rides that line pretty heavily it does um zombie cop yeah sure and, and the, the i guess the goon that gets tortured for a while too that's oh he's fine but I guess, um, and this where I go back to the he's 80s a PG movies. <laughs> Reminder to everybody: Temple of Doom is a PG movie. Okay. Really? Yep. Oh. This movie is at the same level oh, so as Temple of Doom. Yeah. So. But yes, uh, Temple of Doom and Gremlins were pretty much the two big budget movies that created the PG-13 yeah. rating. Um, they kind of directly led to that because they're all they're both yeah. rated PG. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, yeah, and I would when, definitely uh, throw Poltergeist in the with thing, that yeah, crowd. I, yeah. I, I, and Poltergeist has a scene with the dude ripping his face off, you know, for the kids PG need to movie. know about practical effects and the danger of fried chicken. Was that the- and not to leave <laughs> steak out on the counter? And if you mysteriously slide across the kitchen floor, don't fucking do it. <laughs> However, yes, no, this movie was kind of a kids' movie. I honestly, I, I think mm-hmm. this this could go up. Alongside Monster Squad or something like that. I agree. Yeah, you know, it's 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 centered around a bunch of kid protagonists, mm-hmm. a brother and a sister, and a very unfortunate friend. We'll talk about him <laughs> later. Oh, Alistair. <laughs> Alistair. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let, let's let's get into Psycho Gorman. All right. So, can I say right off the bat? So, at the beginning of this film, we are treated to the the pre-story credits where we are told of the destruction of this creature but it talks about him being from the planet Gygax and can I tell you that that is the first moment that I spit out my popcorn laughing for the D&D nerd in my heart uh that's the first thing I thought was like well that's obviously the reference yep (laughs) it's gotta be the Gary Gygax reference yep the planet Gygax yes Gygaxian (laughs) oh my god um Delight. But when that first spiel started, I was just like, oh, I am so ready. I like a little voiceover, like, mm-hmm. narration to, like, yeah. set the sequence, you know? Yeah. Especially because you want to build up, like, a serious tone and then just tear it apart as you get into that movie. And that's kind of what this movie did. Well, I think 
the the beginning of it really rode that line where like it was obviously a tongue in cheek where it's just like oh we're going full bore into this mm-hmm. oh yeah get ready <laughs> yeah no I there is not a moment of this movie that I don't adore entirely mm-hmm. it was so well put together front to back so all right so yes we have the voiceover sets the scene about this villain mm-hmm. this like galactic villain. The absolute evil of the galaxy. Absolute evil, blah, blah, blah. We don't get a name at this point. No. Well, he's he doesn't have a name. He's the Archduke of Nightmares, I think he refers to himself yes. as yeah. a little yes. later. Yes, he, he, does, he does refer to himself. Yeah, that. but this nameless evil that's been imprisoned in an unknown place for if he were to ever be awoken, it would clearly spell doom for the universe. <laughs> and immediately after this voiceover, we go into... A game of crazy ball. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and it turns out this is a brother and sister mm-hmm. uh, playing a pseudo dodgeball-esque game yep. that they have created on their own. Mimi has created. Mimi has, <laughs> yes. yes. Mimi. <laughs> her brother, who is I've apparently understood the rules enough to play with her, since mm-hmm. there is yes. a plethora of rules with this game. There are a lot. Rules <laughs> yes. are important. It's like the It's like this movie's version of Calvin Ball. Yes, yeah. exactly. This is a game that children created and made up, and it seems perfectly logical, but it's anything but. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Mimi is the younger sister to Luke, mm-hmm. who is kind of like the meek older brother. And they're playing this game, and it is an action sequence. Yeah, it's shot... Out the gate. Shot very much in the style... Like, they talked about it being shot in, like, the style of, like... 80s commercials for any sort of outdoor game. Yeah, Nerf and, guns and stuff like yeah. that. I, I felt like I was waiting for them to have Nerf guns and be like, you're going down, bro. Like, Yeah, the slow motion dives, all that. But really, I think that's like, yeah. they just really utilize what goes through a kid's brain when they're like, oh, I look so fucking sweet. And then it zooms out to the mom's point of view where they're just like, crazy ball, spin, crazy ball. <laughs> There are several moments that are very much 80s and early 90s commercial <laughs> moments in oh, yeah. this in this movie, oh, which yeah. is amazing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I guess it's her game, and mm-hmm. Mimi wins the game. And, and what's on the line? Uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, her brother digging a giant hole in the ground. Her brother in... digging his own grave. Oh, that's yeah. what That's what he's doing. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, wow, the stakes are really fucking high in this game. And... <laughs> Can we just give props to how well, a, like how good the brother is at digging? Yeah. Because for a child, what, what's his age? Uh, he's got to be like 12 or yeah. something. 10, 12. But yeah. man, he's a hell of a uh, digger because they cut to him starting to dig and you blink and then he's got one of the most impressive fucking holes I've seen for oh, a 12 yeah. year old to dig ever. I mean, like that's for anyone deep to dig. and shit. Yeah. I'm not I could, digging that much. I couldn't dig that shit. No. Yeah. Hell no. But they dig deep enough in their backyard yeah. to unearth a crazy ancient evil. It, it's like a like, like a like a friggin' rune. It's a gem. Well, it's his. Well, it's his casket essentially, and yeah. the and the gem the gem of Paraxodike. Um <laughs> is uh, Dude, embedded somebody, somebody on the front of this. I didn't take notes, but I've seen it twice <laughs> and I loved it. Um. <laughs> I have very few notes this time, so uh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but yeah, the gem is embedded in what they what the this council says is an unbreakable code. But some kind of a like a like a mystic lock situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which 
Mimi like goes one, two, three, four, five, and unlocks. Yeah, she's like sweet. Like, yeah, she first figures, time. I think she did Simon the Simon Says game pattern or something for a second. Pretty much, where it was like two, two, one, two, 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 one, two, three, and like and just instantly unlocks this fucking like mm-hmm. yeah, which yeah. is not a reference she would ever get. Yeah, and <laughs> maybe not even her parents. Who knows? <laughs> But yes, uh, she unlocks the things, and then uh, nothing happens. They then mom's like, jam. "Come back inside." Blah blah blah. They they go to bed. Uh, in the middle of the night, they do have kind of like a little uh, knock knock language game mm-hmm. situation that they got going on. Yeah, sort of like With a Morse code. Morse type code thing. type. Yeah. yeah, where they're talking like through knocks. Which I love, then the mom pipes in with the go-to-bed knock. Go-to-bed <laughs> oh, knock. My favorite moment of that is when um, he's he, Luke asked, do you think we woke up Grandma? And she said, I told you, Grandma's in hell. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that kind of little bits of, like, just, all you know, already we have the brother having to dig his own grave. Right. And then, you know, Grandma's in hell. Like, just little bits. Mm-hmm. There's something very interesting about Mimi. Like, let's just say that. Well, this also comes after their, you know, of course, the kids are being tucked into bed. It's very sweet. But, uh, you know, of course, Luke is like, you know, Luke asks the question, like, are there monsters? And the dad is like, well, I guess humanity is the real monster. And the mom is like, <laughs> by that we mean no. And then Mimi asks about monsters. And it's just like, well, if there are monsters, make sure they kill Luke first. <laughs> They're like, that's not appropriate. Just like, ugh. So then I guess we go into then while they're asleep, then we cut to this factory. What's the shoe factory? Yes. Shoe factory. Yeah. And you're blatantly obvious bad guys who yeah. just robbed. It's a, yeah. It's a bunch yeah. of hoodlum punks that have like, oh, we killed somebody tonight. Yeah. yeah. We robbed these old people. Look at this nice frame. And as you know, most bad guys do, they just sit around and look at their shit and hype each other up about how they killed somebody and mm-hmm. stuff. And in rolls in. Psycho Gorman. Yeah. Well, before he's named. Yeah. But yeah. He, he is a he is a hulking figure. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like a golem, basically. Yes. You know, he's got like weird, like sort of like glowy, veiny things. He looks like a demon. He I looks would, like a gin. He looks like a really pumped up gin. Yeah. I would say he sort of looks like the best way to describe it is the main uh, creature in Jeepers Creepers in a way. Just kind of that hulking with like dark skin, kind of scaly. Big. He wasn't that big. Also, that's I don't exactly. Want to give that much credit to the Jeepers Creepers guy. That's exactly what Jesse said. He was okay. like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just the way like I put it. Not exactly. I, I thought he looked like Mr. Perfect from Guar. Okay. The Guar villain. Yeah. Maybe oh, he mixed go. them together. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's definitely a. I mean, he, he's probably like six, seven feet. Like he's a big dude. Honestly, right? I think what they did is they opened up the monster manual because they're big Gygax fans and obviously a bunch of fucking nerds. And they looked <laughs> and they were like, show me the demons. And so they were like a chain demon and a gin. All right. Show me the demons. <laughs> right. The, the less popular version yeah. of show me the money. <laughs> I remember Tom Cruise was like, show me the demons. Yeah, no, that was the last thing he ever said. <laughs> And then he burned in hell. Mm. Indeed. Like grandma. <laughs> so, yeah, he rolls into this abandoned warehouse where all these, like, criminal punk assholes are. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what the fuck are you supposed to be? And he basically dispatches all of them, except mm-hmm. for the leader, immediately. Well, the yep. leader makes the accident of saying, don't 
kill me. Please don't kill me. Yeah. Okie dokie. Which he goes, I will give you what you want, but then, you know, and he spouts out this, like, very cryptic, like, you know, you will beg for death after I'm done with you, and then it goes to black, and we're like, all right, well, I guess we'll find out later on. Sounds good. So, cut to the next day, and the kids, they see the hole. And they're like, okay, what's going on? And they end up tracking. The parents also see the hole. Yeah, because the dad's, the dad's pretty impressed. I mean, they're like, they're like, oh, this is not good. But the dad's like, wow, like, you know, like, that's like, I'm not happy. The but dad I am impressed. is very much positive reinforcement throughout most of this movie. Dad, he's all right. He has <laughs> weird, awkward moments of sort of lessons. But the worst lessons a dad could give, I don't He's know. He's kind of like if the dude from the Big Lebowski was yeah. actually a parent. Oh, no. He's oh, like, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably... Uh, or if you took, like, um, Dan DeVito's character from uh, Sonny and giving advice as, like, a younger yeah. dad. Because it's all just weird, doesn't make any sense, and usually wrong, okay? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get into like his marriage later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but clearly damn. some issues. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's a whole situation, but yeah, no, they see the hole and like the kids end up tracking the trail and they end up at this warehouse and they find Psycho Gorman mm-hmm. prior to naming him. Which, what? Yeah, but obviously they're terrified for a second. Oh, then I think that's when they look over as he's coming out. Don't they, is when they discover that's when they see the wall of blood and body yeah, parts. Yeah, which is amazing. Like, yes, yeah, yes. he has made kind of a design just mm-hmm. to kind of show off his killings. Yeah. Um, and then you go past that to the guy that begged to not be mm-hmm. killed, and uh, Psycho Gorman has given him his wish, in which he is, I guess, what like in this like contortioned kind of way and his eyeballs are like rolling over and over in his head yes. and he's in constant like hellraiser style torture yes yeah, yeah. it's amazing <laughs> yeah. and um let's see uh as soon as he meets them he uses his powers to immobilize the younger brother mm-hmm. luke however uh mimi tells him to stop well, so Luke realizes that her pocket is glowing, and she's got the gem in her pocket. Yes. So he's in the middle of his, like, fucking speech of, I will make you suffer, and blah, blah, and Destroyer of all worlds. Is this yours? Job <gasps> of peroxidite. Shut up. And then he has to just... <laughs> and it's instant. Like, that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's not a suggestion. No. Whoever controls that gem... Controls him. Yep. And he says something in effect like, no man has power over me. And, and she says... I'm not a man. I'm a womb man. <laughs> and you're going to let go of my stupid wiener bro right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and <laughs> Mimi realizes that the uh, the gem gives her the power to control him. And, oh, my God. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Don't now, forget oh, that Luke also we, shatters his yeah, creation. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what started to get angry in him, is that Luke, when he Psycho Gorman first shows up, walks over and accidentally bumps into the criminal that's supposed to be in constant torture yes. and as a guy falls down and I think Psycho Gorman says he will never feel the love of death to-. and then he falls over and shatters and then Psycho yes. Gorman no, is so upset about it yeah. I have the quote I have the quote okay, okay. I wrote this one down he's talking about this dude that he fucked up this is but a small example of what I'm capable of his eternal pain takes his mind beyond the fullest reaches of madness 
preserved in an endless state of <laughs> as he falls <laughs> and smashes <laughs> the ground and goes splat, splats everywhere. Oh no, he was my masterpiece! <laughs> it's, the timing was so perfect because he's oh, just hyping it up as Luke just backs into him and he falls oh, down. Man. And like in the in the, like the broken, splattered gore, you just see a little mouth on the floor <laughs> yeah. say, saying, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Holy shit. Oh so God. Mimi has the gem. She's pretty much like, guess what, motherfucker? I control your shit now. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I guess, well, they got to make it back home. So she gives him instructions. Mm-hmm. Go over there and wait for us to come back. Bye. <laughs> yep. And then you just hear that all the way out the door while he's threatening. Them. Yeah, he's like, I will destroy you. Like, so many, I'm going to do so many things to you, but he can't because maybe he's got the gem. So, <laughs> they, do they give him a name before? They're they starting no, to you're right. They do, they do decide on the name because they're that's like, why. you need like a name that's like hip and wow. That's right. So they start like spitballing names together. And she comes up with Psycho something, and Luke says Gorman, and she's like, oh, we're so close. And then she says, oh, I've got it. You are Psycho Gorman. Or PG for short. Which I feel like PG is... PG. It's perfect. Yeah. PG, and that's how she most... Through most movie, because he takes on, as you go with 80s kids movies, this other kind of personality, which is, <laughs> I would say, like we were talking about Monster Squad... How Frankenstein's monster is mm-hmm. kind of the you know pal protector mm-hmm. of the group. That's what PG becomes, and so it's yep. perfect that you give him that name. And uh, he he parts as they are parting. He's like, "You will suffer an eternity for this." <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> so then we get we cut to outer space. Oh yes, mm. which honestly these little cutscenes in. In between stuff is one of my favorite things about this movie. Yeah, it really showcases all the practical effects they got to use. Absolutely. But it's basically kind of like the Galactic Muppet Show in a lot of ways. <laughs> I was okay. going to throw out there if you're a fan of Doctor Who. If you're a fan of fucking Power Rangers, okay? Power Rangers, Doctor Who, but I think the council fucking part. Farscape. Anything. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Okay. But the, the council there, it's just. It seems like all the Doctor Who characters in tons right. of seasons all around a round table, you know? I would feel like his gang took. later on. You know what movie did Power this Rangers. really badly? Uh, the prequel episode three, where they had like the cadre oh. around the table, and there was like the robot dude and the blah blah blah. Yeah, this is why the prequels are fucking dog shit. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. exactly. Psycho Gorman did it way fucking better. Really <laughs> small Fuck you, George budget. Lucas. But we learn, I guess, what's all right, who, who's written down the name of the race that is in can pretty much oh, control. Oh, the Templars. Templars. The Templars right. are the Templars. in control, and the representative we have from them is named Pandora. Yeah. Pandora. Which, yes. she's all white and has She looks wings. like a tiny Gundam. A tiny yeah. all-white yes. Gundam. She looks like an angel Gundam. Yep. Thank you. I was about yep. to say an angel. She's like a yep. mixture of the two. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, absolutely. That's exactly what she looks like. And, of course, around the table are all these representatives of different galaxies or mm-hmm. worlds or whatever and you've got like a reptile dude and you've you've got like one that looks like a like some kind of like a robot thing mm-hmm. and the my brain? favorite my favorite <laughs> is the like the meaty meatball skull in a jar yes yep oh my god with eyeballs yeah and he's hilarious yes and he doesn't make he's he's like he's like beaker from the muppets yeah <laughs> He's just like, murmur, 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 and like 
And of course, just covering his eyes and shit. Like, no, oh he doesn't God. cover the eyes. The other alien was other like dude, shielding yeah. him. Yeah. When Pandora smashes Fucking the human. Hilarious, and it's it's goofy, but it works so well because of the nature of this movie. Yeah, right. and you get that one because it's it seems very again official at first. You had the council was like, we have made sure the galaxy is controlled by, and you know, and then you get where there's like, is there going to be anything to eat? And the yeah. the the banter starts, and you go, okay. So, it, like, the yep. beginning of the movie, it starts out like your normal setup, and then it's like, nope, stop, now let's have some fun. Well, one of the things that I read is that they specifically took a lot of cues from Masters of the Universe in this. All right. Um, and that was one of the thing, the feels that he, like, wanted to go for with, like, that, that intro and a bunch of other things. I really do think that he nailed that. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah. essentially, the council comes to the decision that, like, they were too lenient by imprisoning him. Pandora has decided that death is the only option to save the galaxy and that she is going to do it herself. Right. So she basically grabs a human from Earth, turns them into a ball of flesh and blood, crushes them, and smears them on her face to gain the human form. Which is so nonchalant and where we're so used to Psycho Gorman who just talks shit and then murders. She's very like, we will need a human. And then she pulls a human and this chick's like, uh, what am I doing here? And then she just shrinks her into this cube and blood cube. It's <laughs> awesome. No, splat. Crushes yeah. her. Yeah. And smears them over her mouth. And then in like the breathiest sex voice goes, May the gods watch over me. <laughs> it's like those British assassins where you have like, you know, your your motherfuckers come and then you have like, Yes, I will I will murder people too. But it's just, you know, <laughs> not very showy and just yes, a person's okay. life has been extinguished. Going back to D D, this is the <laughs> definition of uh, why lawful good paladins can be dangerous. <laughs> because there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my god. So, Not that I've done uh, this a lot. After that establishing scene of, you know, basically the other side right. to this conflict. Our adversaries? Question mark? We are yeah. back in the warehouse where the kids show back up. Mm-hmm. And I believe, was it Mimi or Luke said something about, like, oh, I'm sorry we left you overnight uh, without any porn. Yeah, that's Mimi. <laughs> and they that's open Mimi. up a magazine with like some like shirtless dude. Oh, oh. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is m- one of my favorite lines where he's just, she's just like, "I brought you a magazine full of hunky boys. I do not care for hunky boys." Great line. Or but. do I? <laughs> or do I? <laughs> and that oh. was that was the killer on the end of it. Oh and I was like, gosh. yes. That's well. That's also when they brought Alistair to meet him, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's when Alistair. Yeah, because he had to help. Luke is bringing the TV, yeah. and, and there's two other people, but nobody else helps Luke as they go through the woods. Luke even all. asks for help, and they're yeah. like, no, no, no. Well, I think Alistair was going to help, but Mimi's like, no, stay with me. He's got it. Mimi's got a serious crush on Alistair. So. Yeah, she does. Yeah. But Luke does actually directly ask Psycho Gorman, what are you? Yes. And he opens into... <laughs> talking about his past and he says that is a tale bathed in the blood of a million dead memories and then it goes into like a flashback sequence where he was like a slave yeah and he learned to overtake the and he, well, he like found he the found gem. the gem yeah. found the gem got power overtook killed a bunch of palad oh paladins uh templar templar yeah. yeah and uh yeah it was a whole thing i will say this real quick um Anybody's watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force? When he starts going into that, anybody's seen the um, 
the uh, Danzig episode where they <laughs> run into, and he's like, years pass, and then it goes, it literally seemed like that. Like, just, yes. I'm going to go into this insane story, just stand by and listen to all of this, all right? <laughs> and of course, yes, right. Alistair was with them at this point, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of like freaked out, but also going with it, and he's kind of, you know, there. Well, I think this was, that, that backstory is also interesting because it, it establishes the Templars as not necessarily the good guys. Yeah. Because they clearly have enslaved a race of people that is not their own, and multiple at that. Um, where, right. like, you see him, like, bound completely in chains, his face is covered, like, all he does is dig, basically. So it creates, even for this, like, B-movie, a really interesting dichotomy of, like, this guy is an asshole who's going to destroy the universe, but also, what the fuck were these guys doing? Was yeah. it really that different? They is might it- be the bigger assholes, because if they were right torturing and putting this asshole, uh, making him a slave... Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make them more of an asshole? Blame him for rebelling. Yeah, not a bit. bit. No. Also, can we talk about like when he puts? So when he finds the gem, he picks it up and he puts it in his chest, and his chest does this like cool Venus flytrap ripple thing. Or it's like yummy, yummy, yummy. Yeah. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. Something other than Warhammer. I don't know what. It'll come to me. So yeah, (laughs) after their interaction, uh, you know, Alistair speaks up and said. It's nice meeting you. It would be nicer if you were dead. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> and then they, they eventually leave, and um, he realizes that the TV that he gives two shits about actually watching, but that it could be a device used to yes radio mm-hmm. in his other homies. Yep. So he grabs a TV, and then blood starts coming out of it <laughs> yep. as he's reaching out to and I guess he actually gets in contact with his I guess second in charge when mm-hmm. yes. and he's just like hey get get everybody together come here and yeah. let's fuck some shit up I just need you to get this goddamn gem away from this little girl who keeps fucking making me do shit I don't want to do the gem has been taken by two brainless meat children <laughs> <laughs> you must attain the gem even if it has to be pried from their tiny dead hands. So he can say meet children, but when I say it, people get mad at me. Yeah, weird. I know. What the hell? He has the best lines. It really he is. Really like, every line in this... Like, literally, like, most of the time, I will have all my notes on one page. <laughs> and I got halfway through the movie, and I'm on a page and a half, and I... It's all psycho. Yeah, it's oh just all his dialogue is fucking glorious. There was a lot of moments watching this film, because I watched it once in the theater with friends, and then the other time I had to show it to... I, I needed to show it to my partner. And anytime Psycho Gorman spoke or Mimi spoke, he would look over at me and I'm like, look, you got to pick one. <laughs> I honestly feel like, Dude. I mean, you're at an advantage because I, I need to watch this again. I've always seen it one time. And it's oh, one of those movies that you better. absorb, you watch it the first time, but there's stuff that you want to, like, you might miss because you're mm-hmm. reacting to something else. There's right. too much good shit yep. in this movie okay. is, is basically what it is. Um, the next sequence is basically um, him showing up at, their house. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Mimi is lonely. Mimi is lonely, and the parents encounter <laughs> Psycho Gorman. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're freaking the fuck out. I, I think mean, props a, to the mom because she ran outside with a fucking baseball bat to try to hit this monster and broke it over the dude. <laughs> yep. And uh, the dad is kind of useless as, as he is. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, he heard his. Remember, he heard his hand earlier trying to shovel. Trying so, to shovel right, for yeah. a totally, minute. Totally yeah. hurt oh, his hand. The first time he put the shovel in the ground, he hurt his hand. <laughs> you know, almost instantaneously, like hard work made him hurt his hand. That's well, crazy. you know, whatever. 
And <laughs> fucking Greg. I, I forget the statement that preceded this quote, but Psycho Gorman responds with, responds with, time is a false construct that only exists for primitive beings v- uh, unable to phase into the ninth dimension. <laughs> Also, I got lost. Oh, me, it's because Mimi's like, what took you so long? Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Which, again, like the Hunky Boys one, it's great because he still has, like, these things, and then, like, and, or, and I also got lost. Like, you know, like, I can't just admit to it. I'm going to have this evil fucking Dark Lord quote, and something else happens. And that happens throughout the movie. It was fucking mm-hmm. amazing. After the parents get freaked out, uh, apparently Mimi confesses to... Psycho Gorman that she's she likes Alistair but he's kind of like not with her on that mm-hmm. and he, she wishes he would change. Oh, he would, yeah, I can help you woo the woo him like I helped someone woo the Moon Princess, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I am really curious about that story based off of what happens next because Psycho Gorman turns Alistair, this cute kid, into a crazy brain with. With like brain tentacles, yep, and, and big giant eyes, googly eyes, and I, I just, I lost my shit. And the rest of the, the rest of the movie, that's he's palling around with them, and well, that happened before the parents came out because remember the mom vaults over him, yeah, yes, and like doesn't even acknowledge that there is a brain sitting in the middle of their yard, an animated the brain. No, and the fact that he is that in that state for the rest of the movie, including mm-hmm. at the dinner table with his parents. Yep. Later it's, on in yes. the movie is fucking hilarious. All right, well, we're we're talking about this is pretty close to '80s movie, right? Yeah. What, what, what haven't we had yet? Fucking montage. A montage music <gasps> number. Yeah, <laughs> and that's right. what we need to have next. Is we cut to them in the garage. There's Mimi on the microphone. Microphone. Of course, she's the lead singer. You fucking fool. I know. <laughs> Luke. Fucking jamming guitar. Jamming but who's going to do the drums? <gasps> Could Psycho it be? Psycho Gorman. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think they had Alistair the brain with the tentacles <laughs> yeah. on the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> and they do, it's a weird montage music video of just them uh, doing the classic 80s go to the clothing store to try I on. I forgot the name of their brilliant song. It's Frig Off. Frig Off. That's right. I thought right. it was Freak Yourself. No, it's not Freak, freak Yourself. yourself. It's frig, because they say frig off, frig you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, there you go. But yes, we She's get a montage of them, you know, trying to find out the best outfit, because you can't have a dark overlord just walking around. You got to get him dressed up. Well, she got to show him off, so she took him out on the town, which involves one of my favorite <laughs> fucking scenes. Well, they took him to a diner first. Oh, that's and, right. And he shows them how he eats. Oh, my God. Oh. Which, which is amazing. He's a messy eater, by the way. What? It's amazing because, again, he never changes character at all. No. So he takes that plate with burger fries, slams it in his face, and then after that, fry hanging on his fucking mouth. He's like, you know, like some, like, I would not let anybody talk to my me like that. Like talking, like... To Luke, but there's this fry fucking hanging off of his chin that's just amazing. really distracting. But like he does this thing where his jaw distends and he just eats <laughs> oh, the whole yeah. thing. Oh yeah. And and he says something to the effect of like to be eaten is, is a it? warrior's death. Yep. And this definitely comes into play later. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yes, they he is taken on the town, dressed up, and the scene that broke me and me. and my buddy Jesse. 
is when they're just walking down the street and some kid on a bike says, hey, nice Halloween costume. And he looks over there and explodes <laughs> the child. Yep. Yes. Yep. Just blood everywhere. I hyperventilated. I had to pause <laughs> the movie. I had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard. I lost my shit. I was falling off the couch. And that's in the middle. And it's just like, oh, crazy PG. Like, there, it's like yep. in the middle of the montage. It's not like the music stops and it gets serious. It's like, oh, you just murdered a child. Anyway. Let's it go was try like, on clothes. It, yeah. it was like an incidental throwaway scene. Yep. Exactly. And it was the funniest fucking shit I have seen <laughs> in a long ass time. I died a little. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. And the mom is with them while they're trying on clothes, while they're making PG try on clothes. Because that's what you have to do. You have to have the kids, and sometimes a mom reaction of like, oh, that just won't do. Oh no, what are you trying to go with, Psycho? Well, Come she probably on. felt there needed to be some actual adult su- supervision, since there was a monster befriending her child. Like, yeah. that stops Mimi from doing anything. The mom might have to pay for the outfit, too. I mean, you know, so. Well, true. I mean, he could literally just destroy whoever the you know right. person was working the store, but I guess mom could also just bring her wallet and either way, you know that's true. That's no fun. Yeah, <laughs> I disagree. Mimi keep, keeps her keeps him under wraps, in control. All right, so montage over. We get oh, to God. the is a diner is where it ends. The diner's yeah. where it ends. Alistair's yeah. outside as the brain. And yeah, that's right. Because he's just, he's just sitting outside waiting for them because I guess what he can't fit in the uh, the. Oh no! This isn't the end of the day. The end of the day is when they introduce PG and Alistair to Crazy Ball. That's right. Okay. That is correct. But I was gonna say the diner scene does have where Mimi Mimi is like talking shit to Luke and. Mimi talks shit to everyone. That's right. how she communicates. But you can see PG is starting to kind of work on Luke a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he's working picking the up, angles, picking up like. Huh, I can't convince her to give me the gem back, but maybe this brother who Maybe gets, I can sow seeds of distrust yeah. between them. I can play this angle. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. Yeah, because it's right after, like I was saying, he's, he's trying to talk to him while that fry is fucking... You know, so, <laughs> yeah, I just lost my shit with that. But then, yeah, we get to oh, where God. then we're having them try to play crazy ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can't remember what Psycho Gorman said, but it was just like, this is ridiculous. You know? <laughs> yep. Something something that effect. Also, I don't understand these rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't he ask to repeat them or something? Or, like... Mimi refuses to repeat that's them. That's right. Yeah. She's just like, oh, you should have listened the first time. <laughs> it's too bad they don't have anybody else to help play the game of uh, that. Like, play Crazy Ball. Oh, wait. Or do the cops fucking roll up in there? Oh, the cops totally roll up in there because <laughs> she just brought them to, like, what, the basketball court at their school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the cops notice that there's this gigantic monster. <laughs> well, the playing. cops roll up in there because I think someone called them yeah. because there was a gigantic There's a monster, monster hanging out next to two kids. Uh, that, that, you know what? I guess that does work yeah. for a Wearing aviators, a cowboy hat, and a neckerchief. Thank you very much. Yeah, he was under he was in disguise. Yeah, kind he's of. just styling. Yeah. He doesn't need a disguise. He's cool. But we get... Oh. All right. In the preview episode, when we actually did um, Manborg... Yes. There's a trailer, yeah. That's there's a trailer for Biocop. Biocop. Now this is the Biocop. This is the closest we're gonna get to a Biocop movie. (laughs) But as the cops roll up, don't say that. I have hope. Peachy takes one of the cops and twists him and fucks him up, where he is now 
just like what would you say like just he looks emaciated like you remember life force when like she yeah, like exactly. suck the life out yeah. of someone they kind of get shriveled and shit he just looks like he looks like a trauma uh, zombie yeah like he looks like a trauma zombie between He's all that gooey and, and weird the dude the dude after he gets hit with toxic uh, waste in RoboCop. Yes. Just, uh, I yeah. want to die so bad, I am, my whole body hurts. But now they've got another person to play Crazy Ball. Right. And fuses the other cop, his gun to his hand. Yeah, fuses his gun to his hand. Um, <laughs> other cops like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And so <laughs> now they tell got, him to run? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then... Go ahead and... Oh, and Mimi's like, okay, now has somebody else to oh, explain no. the... My favorite part of that moment, he's like, PG is like, run! And so the co- the other cop runs to the car and he's like, Greg, Greg, I need the keys! The keys! And they're on your belt! And the guy is, you know, turned into a zombie yeah, attached like, to his gun. Give me the key! Oh, and just runs. Like, just takes off and leaves the cop car. Okay, now I'm going to talk about the part where I fucking lost it. I know y'all are seeing her. Okay, because I love I've watched that Biocop trailer so many times and the whole theme of Biocop is is please fucking kill me. I am in dire need. Why am so, I alive? Yeah. And so we get to now where they're strolling through the woods. Yes. And fucking the cop has a Valentine shaped card that he hand or like like a paper mache thing that he hands to Mimi and she's like oh thank you and she opens it up and it says please kill me in blood <laughs> I fucking lost it oh god damn god. it and, and he's just like Ugh, well, not only that but she doesn't even acknowledge yeah, that she's she- like I told you to only write me sweet things about how amazing and beautiful <laughs> yeah. I am. So she throws out, and you can just see his reaction of like, this is my only hope of someone killing me. He even tries to shoot himself <laughs> in the head. <laughs> he keeps trying to aim into his head and missing. That's oh. why I, I was just like, and that's why we walked the line for Rated R as the, co- as the zombie keeps trying to <laughs> shoot himself in the head. <sighs> Good news, though, because PG's buddies show up just then. Oh, yeah. That's and this right. is where... I would say it is very much Power Rangers. Yes. If you were to have the most twisted fucking Power Rangers villain situation happen, because, yeah, all of PG's crew rolls up, and holy shit, I'm not sure which ones uh, were y'all's favorite. I'm going to go with the... Um, the tub. guy, the guy that the was tub a, like heads. a tub of heads that oh, it was shoots, a pot of stew. Yeah, that <laughs> shoots out blood and just screaming heads all at the top of him. Yeah, I so I kind of liked the what the fuck was it? There the was a baby. There was a, was that the baby face? Like, yeah, the, yeah, the the one that was clearly inspired by like Japanese horror with yeah, the exactly, six yeah. eyes and dude, uh, every every else. like stylish design factor of this God movie is so awesome and the and main so much fun is dark scream yes <laughs> i have scream. no idea if that's a take on star scream as the second in charge who betrays what? you know hmm. yeah i no, but i'm with he, you he almost had the voice as star scream too where it was that high pitch kind of like whiny voice <laughs> i yeah i think directly this is star scream what? I'm with You're you kidding. on on like the cauldron of gore that looked like a Warhammer forty thousand like mech like character. A yeah. Frank reference. And he was just like too. walking around. It was just like a big pot of <laughs> of like just body parts, mm-hmm. somehow but, alive and evil. So would you evil. say that's a Necron sort of thing? <laughs> no, I, I I don't even know, man. But so PG sees them and they're in the woods. And he's like, "Fucking sweet! All right." 
you know, kill these children, kill these children as easily as you can, and fucking get that gem so I can we can you know get back together and fuck shit up. And uh, well, Dark Scream has other plans. It seems like so. Yeah, he got <laughs> sold out. Yep. Bummer, buddy. Well, we came to betray you. He assumes after he's gone that everything's going to be fucking terrible for everybody that worked for him. Well, well, it helped him. That's when he finds out that all of his buddies are the reason he got betrayed because they made a deal with the Templars. Yep. And things have been pretty fucking great. So when he reached out to him, that was them going, okay, cool. So yeah, we'll just fucking take, kill him out, take him out, and then shit's great for us. So they had two choices. They could have just not ever come over there. Yeah. Or, obviously, come over there and actually kill him and continue their thing. I would have erred on the side of not even responding <laughs> and yeah, not think, showing up, you know? I feel like they would have, there was incentives if they took him out because, I mean, and you know. the chance for a villain monologue? Yeah. Well, they, I think that they wanted the gem for themselves, right? Uh, I don't think they necessarily cared about the gem. They just wanted him permanently gone so they could just yeah. do their okay. thing. There it is. But so pretty much at that point, they surround him and PG's like, all right, hey, Mimi, let me fuck these people up. And she's upset with him. Well, he was going to kill her. Yeah. So yeah. she's like, no, no. I'm just, she's she's at this point like, I'm going to make my stand and put my arms like cross my arms and you can just defend yourself. With oh, no. You can stand there and let them kick the shit yeah, out of you yeah. until you apologize. Yep. Until you apologize <laughs> Which, oh. for asking them to kill me. Yep. yep. <laughs> so we get where they start fucking him up and, like, each one has their own ability. Which, again, the cauldron of bodies, his power is just spraying with blood. I don't think he does anything else <laughs> except just, yeah... Yeah, you get beat up by these motherfuckers, and I cover you with blood because I don't mm-hmm. think the blood does anything. That's, that's but it why was so awesome. That's why he's my favorite. It's just so <laughs> absurd. It doesn't it's do so anything. Just cover you. <laughs> yeah, blood. yeah. Ugh. You're gonna get your ass beat by these motherfuckers, and then you're gonna have to change your clothes because I'm covering you with blood. Like, yeah, there's not really any purpose to him in that group. <laughs> Everybody else is like, I twist like the sorcerer, like you know, mm. I will, and you know, it's just blood. That's all he has. But they're kicking his ass, and then eventually, what did he? Eventually, he apologizes to Mimi and makes a heartfelt apology that she accepts. Because he says, "I'm sorry." First, he's like, "I don't believe you." That's right. (laughs) I was wrong, tiny creature. He's being stabbed by all these creatures. He's like, "I don't believe you." It needs to be sincere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my god! So eventually, he sincerely apologizes. That's right. And then she allows him to defend himself. Right, with the uh, spin and upward thrust of the gem and go get him, PG. <laughs> and then he just fucks everybody up. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True Psycho Gorman. Yep. Warrior <laughs> elite. And whatever. <laughs> the, the makeup job was already amazing. And then to put on top of that, the practical effects that happens with each yep. one of these characters in their deaths was fucking amazing. I, I know I keep saying fucking amazing over again because that's the reaction this movie has. Oh, yeah. Where you're watching it and you're like, that's badass. And you're like, okay, now we're going to see them ripped apart in different ways and yep. killed. That's even more badass on top of the badass that I just saw. So, yeah. Second Gorman fucks everybody up. And then uh, the leader, we get the first 
warrior's death. That's right. The warrior's <laughs> death is very important. We brought it up when eating dinner. The warrior's death is being devoured, where he takes his uh, mandibles, shall we call them, and essentially grows this huge pouch, opens his mouth as wide as it can go, and devours Dark Scream whole. In which I would reference uh, Krampus with the with the the Jack Jack in the the Box, box, where you see him and his his mouth looks normal, but it fucking opens up enough to swallow a fucking kid. Psycho Gorman does the same thing. Kids aren't that big. Sorry. Okay. That was a fat kid that you swallowed in the movie. So he didn't swallow the fat kid. The fat kid got taken up the chimney. Well, the 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 twins, the fatter, the bigger of the twins. Okay. So. Anyhow, it was one of the kids. But let's what get back to it. This the concept <laughs> the concept of the mouth opening up enough to swallow up a hu- a whole human or body, not human, but yeah. it was sweet. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. What a way to go. A warrior's death. Uh, apparently. <laughs> but he is fucked up at this point. Yep. Because they they were brilliant and they kept his blood to use on their weapons so they could hurt him. <laughs> Yep. So they bring him back to the shoe factory, mm-hmm. and he's on the couch just in. No, 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 no. They they call they get Mimi and Luke's dad to pick him up with That's one of my right. favorite. Oh god! So how did I forget that scene? Oh my god! Yeah, where oh Luke or uh, not Luke, uh, Greg the father. Uh, this is, is where I was watching finishing with, an I was watching with Charlotte. This is a scene where Charlotte lost it. Is him sitting on the fucking toilet, yep. and then all of a sudden. <laughs> Find me! The face of PG. Like, it's this tiny little light speck. And it floats in. He's like, what is this? And then it turns into this giant void of PG's face. Screaming, find me! While he's still on the toilet. Yeah. Pants around his ankles. Screaming. Or I will, was it like, or I will destroy you. Like, he's, he's, find me, or I will kill you or destroy you. Some like, find me, or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> right. And, Almost like someone that keeps calling you over and over again. The dad's like, oh, fuck, what, the, what was that? Gets up, mess it again, fucking find me! Like, and it happens. And falls into the <laughs> bathtub now. So, Sagorba just keeps over where and the, over again. Well, he keeps asking questions like, where the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm off of the road <laughs> at right. this junction. Yeah. Where the where fuck, the fuck is, is that? that? It's off of Interstate 264! Yeah, take a ride at the... Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, this this movie. Oh man. Meanwhile, so, like so eventually yeah, the dad shows up, right. throws him in the back, which again Can you he, scoot over for my wagon? Yeah, that was what I thought was amazing. It's he is fucking beat to shit. He gets in the back of the truck and then Mimi's just like, Can you scoot over for my wagon? Just like he's injured, think he's gonna die. Like, yeah, my wagon's gotta go in there too, okay? So deal with it, all right? <laughs> it stops him from sliding around. It's yeah, helpful. Yeah. Alright, so they get him back to the shoe factory. Oh, um, and then Luke, I think, goes back to... Well, so they we go missed. back to the house, and the thing that we have missed in this meantime is that the cop that went back and had his nervous breakdown with the other cops is there when Pandora in her human form shows up mm-hmm. to gather intel about an unnamed evil that has come to this world. And the guy that receives her is like, ma'am, you gotta be a little more specific. There's a lot of things fit in that description. And then the other cops are like, John, did you not just listen to everything he just said? And he's like, 
no, no, it didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, and so that's he, so awesome. She goes to the other cop, and instead of just being like, tell me everything you saw, grabs him by the top of the head and sucks out all of his memories. <laughs> yes. Now, one thing I forgot that we kind of didn't, we brushed over, is we had brought up how PG acknowledges that Luke is starting to have misgivings towards him. <gasps> there is a we scene where he is sleeping then that night, and... Yes. Psychogorman is able to enter his nightmare, which is amazing because Luke wakes up in this nightmare world that's like pretty much hell yeah. with zombie creatures coming out of the ground. And there's Psychogorman who's telling him, like, you know, you need to get the gem from her. You know, this will and pretty much walking away. And then it's like, OK, well, we talked. What do we do now? And it's like, we just wait out the rest of this nightmare. And so it's just Psychogorman standing next to Luke mm-hmm. and they look at each other as it's almost just kind of waiting for the end of <laughs> the nightmare to play out and everybody and like the, I'm pretty sure the zombies on the ground everybody's looking bored at this point because it was supposed to be a very effective <laughs> two minutes of scaring the shit out of you and but it just keeps going on so they're just kind of looking at each other like, like alright all right, well, well I guess wait till you wake we'll up we'll wait till you wake up then yeah <laughs> god damn it and I guess uh, one item like the husband and wife here, uh, Susan and Greg, have a very dysfunctional marriage. Yes. And this definitely plays in. Like, he is, Greg is super lazy and super, like, noncommittal. He's basically kind of like the dude. Yeah. You know, he's that, like, that helps Again, bad advice at every turn. Um, she's and- trying to be the responsible parent, and she's super angry with him for not being a partner in that. Well, he feels like an achievement is... The fact that the TV got destroyed by Psycho Gorman, and he replaced the TV. Well, he didn't. That's not really something he thought was an achievement. He was just like, "Yeah, I got a new TV, so uh, you might want to pick up some extra shifts to <laughs> that, pay for that." This is what I'm saying. Is he's like, "See, I got the TV. I did my part." Like, like, and that wasn't something that she needed. <laughs> but well, he's like, "I should get props on that, right? Because the TV was broken. I went and bought a new TV, so you you might have to like help pay for the TV I just picked up." Oh, that, the dad, that the com- dad's one of my favorite characters in this, that, by far. Well, he's great because yeah. he's also been in a number of the other uh, Astron 6 properties, but that conflict will come into play here soon. Yes. Actually, at this part we're about to describe coming up because they take yeah. PG back home where Pandora is waiting with their mom, Susan, outside. Correct. And, and that's where, yeah, I guess Luke, Mimi, Luke, and the, her dad are in the truck and... They, that's where, yeah, they yeah. see him. Yeah. And Luke is like... Well, at that point, Pandora is like, that thing is a, a nameless evil. You need to get away from him. And the mom is like, you need to come inside just for once. Greg, you have to do nothing other than get away from there <laughs> for the love of God. And Mimi's like, no, no, don't do it, Dad. And Luke is like, Luke bounces. Luke is like, I'm done. I'm out. And <laughs> Mimi's like, Dad, don't do it. Dad, don't do it. And so... Greg, in an act of defiance of his wife, does the slowest pull out of the driveway and turn and pull out of their neighborhood. It really was. In a moment of strife that I've uh, ever seen. I love her interaction at that point because she's like, look, you don't have to. This, this, is the only, this is one of the times I'm going to ask you to do nothing. You just have to not do anything. Just get out of the truck. You don't have to do anything. You you know, just like talking down to him like a fucking child. Like, don't worry, there's gonna be no hurry <laughs> here. And it was a big thing where he's like, then I make a stand. I 
drive very slowly mm-hmm. away. Like, and I don't even did he even say anything. I think he just like kind of like he, backed up. No, just he said something at her. sassy to her. Yeah, I just oh god, what the fuck was it? I don't remember. <laughs> but goddamn, hilarious. Oh man. Uh, yeah. All right. So now we're back. No, he the... said. He said, "How's this for lazy, Susan?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he backed out of the driveway slowly. Yep. <laughs> That'll teach her. That's right. <laughs> oh, I laughed man. a little too hard at the lazy Susan joke in there. <laughs> but so Sagorman, he needs that fucking gem, and he keeps working on Mimi. Like you know, um, I. I I'm going to fucking die. I am dying. I need this, you know. Well, that point was a little serious. He was like, no, seriously, this is the only way I'm yeah, going to live. Yeah, this is the only way I'm going to live. But, you know, I mean, he has talked, if I get my hands yeah. on the gem, I will destroy you, your family, all living beings on this planet. There's yeah. a bit of a risk there to just hand him this fucking gem. What? But as there's, she's thinking about it, then we cut back to the house where now, I guess. Templar Pandora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's going to need a little backup. So mm-hmm. she enlists the mom. The mom. Yeah. <laughs> Gives her a potion. Mm-hmm. A drink. Yeah. So we don't see exactly what happens. We know something's happening. Then we come back to where Mimi has decided. All we, right. Well, Greg gives Mimi some really sage oh, advice. God damn it. Oh, so yes. Greg Thank steps you. up to Thank be you. her father. <laughs> oh, God. And In a way. Mimi is really torn about what to do here whether she should give PG the gem so he lives or keep the gems so they'll be safe so Greg says excuse me can I have a moment with my daughter and PG's like because he's dying on a couch yeah and so Greg pulls her aside and says you know when I was a kid I know I'm not the best dad but let me tell you a story when I was a kid there was a guy in a van that pulled up outside my school that said that asked me if I wanted to see his collection of baseball cards. <laughs> and I went and said yes. And let me tell you, I had the best day <laughs> looking at his collection of vintage baseball cards. And I if I hadn't taken a chance on that creepy weirdo, I wouldn't have had the coolest day of my childhood. <laughs> so what amazing. God, it was the... So I think you should trust your creepy monster friend and give him the gem. Just, yeah. I'd love the dad so much. <laughs> fucking terrible advice. And the way it was going where he's like, you know, there was a man in a weird, in a, in a creepy van that mm-hmm. invited me. And I was like, okay. But he's like, Brett, you know what? And I was like, no! No, this is terrible advice! What are you doing? <laughs> are you like, saying? it was one of the times I was yelling at the screen going, no, you don't ever do that! And it was the greatest vintage collection I'd ever seen. Like, stop! What are you doing? And that's the basis of give this dark lore creature the gem that could murder everybody as, right. well, the guy in the van seemed cool. Oh. Take a chance. Oh. So she, she, I guess, then is like, okay, she goes to grab the gem. Wait a second. What? What? No gem. Not there. And then right after that, bam. Mm-hmm. Enrolls in. Templar Pandora. Yep. Luke and. Templar Mom. What? What? Which is awesome because she looks just like, you know. Um, Pandora. Pandora. But With a little bit more coloration. A little her. more coloration. And like and she's trying to walk anger, in ski boots for the first time. Yeah. And her anger is directly towards her husband. <laughs> like, where it's like, I we need to stop this evil. She's like, Greg, you are need to explain some stuff, but in like giant evil, like robot form. Like fucking God awesome. damn it. 
So, so good. then we get, I guess, the battle royale of kind of branch off of certain people fighting other people, which yes. is the mom going after dad. Um, I guess Luke and Mimi mm-hmm. fighting out to try to get the gem. Right. I'm trying to think. Do we and, have any other ones? Well, Pandora going after Psycho Gorman, so but of course yeah. he's wounded. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, there's all that. And then eventually we get to the decision before he can be killed, right? Right. She is going to kill him. Like, she's got him in, like, the same tractor beam shit that he does to people. Yeah. But he asks for, like, I think it's like a warrior's request or something like that. A warrior's challenge. Yeah, a warrior's challenge. Something like that. A warrior's challenge. And if you are truly the warrior you say you are, you will honor this request, which, of course, she does. We all know... Exactly where this is going. Oh, he ch- he says Mimi should choose the manner of combat. Yeah, that's Mimi. Yeah. We yeah. we all knew. And again, if you've watched enough '80s kids movies, you know exactly where they're going with this. It's as- crazy ball yeah, time. Crazy ball. Like as soon as it was like, there's a challenge. There's warriors. I was like, uh, we all right. We know crazy ball is about to happen. Yep. I'm not even gonna Which- lie. I I had my popcorn clutched in my lap, and I was like, do it. Say it. Say what I want to hear. And then you get. <laughs> three on one side three on the other with the crazy balls in the middle and like again this movie just just gives two shits it's like yeah they're gonna play crazy ball to determine that's if, right if the universe is safe from second Gorman. go for it that's right and pandora doesn't get the rules and mimi's like oh you should have listened yeah <laughs> she's like i still am questioning the part about no no you should have listened <laughs> So, Crazy oh Ball commences, mm-hmm. and we get down to, I guess it's like... Well, there's a, there's an important move. It's called the switcheroo. The switcheroo. You see it in the beginning of the film, and she explains it in the middle, but this is where it really comes into play, because the switcheroo is when two balls connect in the air, and, the, and then the two people that had those balls have to run, and the first one to punch the other one wins all of the other team's points plus one. Boom. Bam. Basically winning the game. So, Psycho Gorman's team won, which means... Well, Mimi and Luke get the switcheroo, and everyone stops, and there's the... <gasps> yeah. The switcheroo. The switcheroo. <laughs> but, yeah, so oh, that, that's a thing. Uh, and, of course, Mimi punches first, because it's fucking Mimi. Yeah, and I love how everybody reacts when she punches first. Like, she fucking has and like, even Pandora's like, ooh, like, they're all reacting to the punch. Like, damn. Damn. Yeah. To, admittedly, she sucks Luke in the stomach really fucking hard. Yeah. Well, she's pissed off. Motherfucker stole from her. I mean, yeah. yeah. You Mimi. took the side against, you know. Mimi's a monster. Yeah. M- Mimi she is. is. Like, straight up. Yeah. Uh, that's why. That's why Peachy likes her. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he agrees to her terms. That's true. When it comes to the final fight. Well, Pandora gets tired of this game bullshit. Exactly. And it's just like, I'm just going to fucking murder you. So, yeah. So now it's an even bout between Mm -hmm. the two. So Yeah. Well, now they're they're starting to, to gear up for that fight. And Mimi and Luke have a moment where Mimi is just like, I'm not going to say it. And she does the knock apology to Luke, which is quite cute. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Oh, no. I missed a part. I missed one of the most important parts. Which is singing? The singing, where she's trying to get Luke to give her the gem so she can give it to PG. And instead of apologizing, she sings their song. That's right. She just slowly goes, I'm the heckin' best. But then it's not just her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and it's right. not just her. Nope. She and gets a little dad, bag up. That's right. Dad joins in. And that, that was one, but... And then PG joins God in. God damn it. And that's why I lost it. Oh. <laughs> and, and, te- and Pandora's like, what's happening? And, and the dad is like, it's love, silly. <laughs> love. Sing along. <laughs> Oh, All right, God. so we get to... That's right, now we, PG has the gem. Now has the gem, and he is fucking all powered up, and it's... Ripping fucking body parts out of Pandora yeah, to make a the, goddamn That was, was crazy. So they start fighting, and he runs by her, rips the body part off, rips the body, and, like, he's building... And you can see, he's building a sword made out of her to use against her. I was like... Holy fucking aw- that, that That's fucking awesome. Oh my Holy God, shit. But also, how is she still alive? How yeah, is she I know. just like chilling? Well, she's apparently just didn't need those body parts, I guess, to still fight, but. Does, I now, have a lot I of questions about the temple. I'm, I'm surprised that there's something time. happens with the magazine at some <gasps> point. <gasps> that's right. And I know, I, I think you would like to mention this. I would like All to right. mention that because Pandora <laughs> makes a major fuck up, and that's because. When PG looks down, he finds that his magazine has been torn up. And so, with a mighty bellow, he screams, My hunky boys! And slashes her. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. And I can see where I yelled off. <laughs> I, that was I had noticed you had posted on Facebook before I saw the movie... <laughs> A mention about Hunky Boys. Oh, yeah. So, not just at the beginning of this movie, but at that scene mm-hmm. also, and I was like, okay, I totally get the references now. Yep. It was just vague enough that <sighs> I could post it, and if you knew, you fucking knew. So, he fucking <laughs> fucks her shit up, and wait, wait. She's got to die a warrior's death, right? But first, she calls him the nameless one. He says, I have a name. It's <laughs> yes. Psycho Gorman. She says... That's a beautiful name. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gives her a warrior's death. Yeah. (laughs) To which which anyone he says, you deserve a warrior's death, they're like, no, 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 no. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. Nah. (laughs) And everybody who ever witnesses it is also completely disgusted by it. He's like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. So after that, the mom turns back to normal, just covered in goo. Well, Pandora takes her power yeah, away from yeah. her. Yeah, that, oh, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, so he's won, which is good for PG. Yeah. And I guess the family. immediate he, family member. And he has the gem, but she makes him make a promise. Yep. She already made him make the promise, yeah. That's that right, was. already did. Mm-hmm. And he keeps it. That's yeah. right. Just them, though. Yeah. As you think, well, you think. No, no, she's like, you won't make kill my family, and her dad is like, uh, what about everyone else on Earth? And he, she's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I, I mean, I already love this fucking movie, but you know, he opens the portal. <laughs> You've taught me the power, the dark power of love. Yeah, and you think like he's that. changed his ways. He's he's now understands. Well, he understands not to destroy them. But then he opens the portal, and you see him go to somewhere else on Earth. The it's town? Like, no, it's like downtown. It's it downtown? Yeah. yeah, downtown. And then just start fucking shit up. He's like, I'm destroying everything and murdering everybody. And the family's just looking back and going, what a lesson we learned. Like, they just doomed Earth, but they're, they're good. You oh, know? my God. My face hurts. 
the same way it was when I was watching it from like <laughs> laughing so much and just like having this like smile on my face. Oh, like my my cheeks literally hurt because oh it was God. the perfect ending. And then, so and I appreciate oh. in the uh, mid credit scene, which is <laughs> we get go back to the council and the kind of squirrely motherfucker who was kind of talking shit, but also kind of voicing the opinion of most of the, the, the mm-hmm. council, but no one else will really talk. He's like, he just slams down a revolver and says, all right, well, he says, I think we all know what we need to do now. And fucking slams down a revolver and just looks at everybody and then... And no, he goes, he goes, so who wants to kill themselves first? And like skull face in the jar slowly raises his hand. <laughs> oh, so. Um, well, then we get the sweet Psycho Gorman rap song. Oh, yes. A la, like Nightmare on Elm Street. I, what, what didn't this movie have? Yeah. Y- y- Honestly. This is, this is one of those, and I remember after I watched it, I, I brought it to Murphy, is that um, the, the Blending of genres is so mm-hmm. sharp in this movie. Yeah. And it's not just blending of genres, but like I said, I feel like the council reminded me a lot of like the Doctor Who universe. Mm-hmm. And all of Seth Gorman's uh-huh. like minions reminded me of Power Ranger villains. And like it's not just like staying this, but just their own little twist on it. And then yep. just that happy go lucky eighties kids movie blended with, you know, torture and shit like that. Oh, and yeah. the director of this, I mean like he did uh, prior to this Manborg Stephen Costanzi well, before, and even before uh, like after Manborg but the movie right before this was um, The Void right mm-hmm. that's and right one of the things I love about The Void and on my other podcast From the Mouse of Madness uh, we covered this but it also has a blend of genres so this right, he's just really good with that because that movie too it kind of sets you up with kind of multiple ways the movies go so I just had such appreciation for it um, I will say um We've watched two really pretty badass movies back to back now, so we're gonna have to pick out a pretty dog shit movie for our next three person panel because, um, yeah, this and um, Peckerhead, like, I enjoyed the shit out of. So yeah, yeah, no, we got it. We got <laughs> like we're, we're getting we're getting off a little easier. We need to start watching some of these dog shit movies again. There's that one I found on Amazon called Butt Boy, where apparently <laughs> people are being sucked into this dude's ass, which okay. is amazing. And I have seen that trailer, and I do want to watch it. However. <laughs> We have to get out of the 21st <laughs> the century. Two, yeah, okay. we're getting too lucky with this shit, dude. I mean, like. So next in the queue, I think I have a I have a perfect 80s movie, which oh. actually just got its first proper release, and I just got it in the mail. All right, oh. we'll talk about that sometime yeah, this is, soon. This is how bad channels goes. But I, I would just throw it out there. This is one of those beautiful disasters that I put in the same category as Mom and Dad, and absolutely, you know, cheap um, thrills too. Yeah, cheap yeah. thrills where it's oh, that was it's off. It's not your mainstream movie. Nope. Like goddamn, it's so good. You know, it knows exactly what it is and doesn't pretend to be anything yeah. else. It goes full force into this, but it also does it so deftly and so much better than a lot of genre movies that we would normally watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and front to back, it is such a blast. Like a movie that can have an interstitial scene that has really no bearing on the plot, where. You have a brain boy, Alistair, sitting at the dining room table with two parents completely ignoring him and ignoring the fact that he's a brain. Yeah. Well, they call him for dinner, so they yeah. don't totally ignore him. I mean, but they're at the table, and he's there, and they're just like not, not acknowledging this right. giant brain instead of their child. That is eating dinner at the table, trying to anyway, with his weird like <laughs> uh, tentacle appendages. 
and they're just completely zoned out of life. <laughs> don't care. Like that little scene that was maybe like 45 seconds was mm-hmm. com- didn't need to be in a movie, but it was so fucking funny to me. So God damn it. I guess before we uh, wrap this up, uh, we want to double feature this. I already said mine. Monster Squad all the way. Okay. That's a solid pick. What about you? Man, this is a tough one because it's just blending. I I think I I just kind of have appreciation for the director. And, um, I mean, I brought up how he did The Void, but I think I'd go with one that we've already covered of another movie of his, Manborg. (laughs) And watch Manborg, which, again, just... It has so much fun. It doesn't take itself seriously. It has fun with, you know, the the makeup, practical effects. Yep. I'd throw that out there. I'd probably watch that with this. So, Fuck yes. I already watched Manborg once. I don't need to watch it again. <laughs> if they make Biocop, I'll rewatch that. But I think God this is supposed it. to be oh. good. So um, I'm actually going to go uh, a little bit of a different route with my double feature. And that's because I think one of the things that I liked about this is that with the exception of the buckets of blood and some things that you would have to explain to a kid like the cop trying to kill himself. Um, I think this is one of those like bridge into horror films, like sort of like monster squad, but the, I'm going to go a different route with this and say that I would pair this with the secret of Nim. Wow. Um, wow. Because right. as far as ch- films geared towards children go, the secret of Nim is very dark. A lot of things get murdered. They drop a fucking brick on one of the elders of this of the of the society. There's uh, genetic experimentation on creatures. Um, they they the discussion of dead parents openly. The one of the kids <laughs> is sick with pneumonia. It's a heavy ass kids movie, and there's no, sure. a significant yeah. amount of blood for an animated film that was marketed towards kids. I, I gotta say my uh, yeah m- my. My runner-up to this, mm-hmm. and the only reason I didn't go with it was the fact that it really was a super dark movie, mm-hmm. but it was based on being a kid's concept movie, was mm-hmm. Meet the Feebles. Actually, oh, yeah. I've never seen that. Oh, oh sweet. That's a sound. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a sound. That's a early Peter Jackson movie when he didn't give two fucks. That's I heard. That yeah. was a movie when I had my first job at Hollywood Video when I was like 15 fucking years Way old. name drop. <laughs> and I had to wear a red cummerbund and a red tie as my <laughs> uniform. And, you know, some asshole, like, parent would be asking, you know, like, being pompous and, you know, treating me like shit and asking for a recommendation for their kid. That, that was the one I recommended. R2 that, sweetheart. That VHS off the wall. By the way. Because <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I was thinking of what 80s movie is this closest to in resembling this. And I've been struggling with this. And I just thought about it. What is it? There's a Fred Savage, Howie Mandel movie called oh, Little Monster. Oh, dude! That's, that actually that's, is referenced in some of the interviews yeah, I watched. And honestly, that's I was I kept struggling. I was thinking, I was thinking, mm-hmm. I just realized, yes, that's what's where it's Fred Savage and like Howie Mandel as this fucking monster who, you know. I fucking love that movie so much. Yeah. And that's he, a really I, solid pick. I kind of Surprise! No, no, I brought it up. Sandwich this, so I would sandwich PG in the middle of uh, Little Monsters and Nightbreed if I was going to do it that way. Yes, um, All right. yes. One of Dude. the other things that um, I I read that I really appreciate is number one, the director uh, 
Stephen Kostansky mentioned that he was inspired to write this movie while watching Rawhead Rex, and I can see how that would play in. I love that. Um, that movie is so cheesy as fuck. And, and I love he, Clyde Barker shit, but damn. Right, but everybody's got their cheese. And that story, while it is aggressive, translating it, as far as I remember, that giant look, that monster looked like a giant penis with teeth. Um, not quite it the Chillerama sort of way. It was not the best. <laughs> effects ever but um before <laughs> we digress too much into ripping on raw head rex um he was asked because he, he has done a lot in the realm of horror so he he was asked like what he would tackle if given the choice because he's already done like leprechaun returns but he mentioned the phantasm series Ooh. and i think that that would be number one really cool to pair with this because of the blend of like sci-fi and horror and just utter fucking weirdness but i would really like to see him tackle something in the phantasm universe because i think he's well suited for it I'm just curious if I need to watch the Leprechaun movie now since I've enjoyed most of his other properties. I mean, shit. I'll give it a go at least once, man. I mean... Shit. It could go either way. All right, let's wrap this motherfucker up. <laughs> yeah, this has been a long episode. Sorry. We got excited. We went on a few um, tangents. The, I love the fact that all of our longest episodes... <laughs> Have Murphy on it them. Seems I'm to happen sorry. Like that. It's We're either okay. fucking with them or just weird tangents that happen. Because no, I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite. I love you guys. So anyhow, um, so this podcast is available in most of the podcast streaming sites. Um, you can also check out all the great quality, high quality podcasts at www.guipodcast.com. Check out Beautiful Disasters Podcast on Facebook. Uh, we've got a bunch of shit going on. Um, we, whenever the fuck this goddamn <laughs> pandemic ends, we're going to get fucking screenings going on again. Like, we're going to have all the things. As always, give us input. You know, if there's something you want to suggest we do, let us know. And in the meantime, you can support the podcast and somebody the fuck else by buying... GUI podcast merch because you can get a beautiful disaster shirt you can get something for like any of the other podcasts on the network and all of the money currently that's purchased from the GUI network is going to the um, what is it it's, it's the fun to help re- restaurants in Richmond people. yes it's the, I can't the Holly Fund Holly Fund thank the Holly you fun. Yep. and if you decide to purchase a mask from T Public with like say the beautiful disasters logo on it or the GUI logo on it T Public is donating a like a a, a like N95 quality I'm mask. I'm glad you said it. I knew, someone, I knew it was a fancy mask, but I didn't yeah, know the specific. To to the hospitals yes. and the people that are actually on the front, front lines trying to, you know, quench this pandemic so we can all actually live lives again. Yeah. Um, yes. But uh, I'm just saying that, like, that beautiful disaster shirt, I bought it because of fucking course I did. It's so fucking comfortable, y'all. Like, I cut the, the sleeves off of it. My titties stay in it. It cushions them. Just do it. Just buy a beautiful disaster shirt. It'll it make is you a soft cute. shirt. Yeah. The Tee Public so shirts good. are soft. And if they fuck up, if for some reason it doesn't look right, email to Public and they'll send you another one. Yep. Goddamn like. right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely check out all the GUI podcast uh, shows. There's fucking, what, 11? Yep. Jesus Christ, something. Goddamn. All right. So thank you so much for listening. I am The Groots. F you, Hunter. Murphy! Thank you.
coming straight from the mouths of madness. I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. GUIPodcast.com <laughs> Thank you.